We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. And we've got New England home against RSL. Uh, so the question is, are you going to take Lee Wynn out of Jordan Cooper's uh, wood chipper? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Baby Basil. Hello and welcome to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire.com, joined by Skylar Redpath, one of our resident MLS experts. Skylar, we were just talking about uh, the history of your name, or not so much for specifically you, but the name Skylar. And I feel like we should share this with our listeners, for we have their apparently Vice President of the United States with the name Skylar. Bravo to anybody who knew that beforehand, but if you want to give a little background of your name here. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, just kind of a fun fact. There's a Skylar Colfax, uh, vice president to Ulysses S. Grant. He spells Skylar the same way I do, which is S-C-H-U-Y-L-E-R as opposed to S-K-Y-L-E-R or L-A-R, like most people think the way it sounds. So pretty cool. You know, most people say I've never even heard of a Skylar that spells your name that way. So you got to go way, 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 way back, and you've got a vice president that does. Yeah, I mean, frankly, Skyler was probably a name before, like, Mike was, so I think you got <laughs> you got a good one there. <laughs> right. Um, all right, shenanigans aside, I'll note J.D. Bazo is not with us. He might be with us later. Um, we can't seem to ever get on the same schedule, even though yeah, we try to do Yeah, he's too busy these. celebrating that Penn's victory last Happy night. Penn's Game 7 victory. Um, so... He may come on later. Uh, no promises, though. We're going to jump into the first early slate on DraftKings. We're in the middle of a double, another double game week for FMLS, which I guess should really lead off our conversation of this early slate because Sebastian Javinko did not play on Wednesday against the crew. 
It was initially thought he was rested. Turns out he's got a bit of a heel bruise. You were a little more optimistic about Javinko playing on Saturday than mm-hmm. I was. Did you end up sticking with him on your FMLS team? I did. I've got him in a switcheroo set up right now, so he's my first option off the bench. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't go or if he doesn't perform, I've got Baloo as the uh, guy to manage your sub in. So yep. um, sounds like he's in a good spot to go. I've been seeing some news saying, you know, he's expected back for Saturday, kind of ever since last night. You know, everybody's scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. But yep. just too good of a matchup uh, at home against Minnesota. You know, with this game that he missed last night, he's had a couple of games off, so he's going to be rested up, you know, aside from the whatever lingering injury he's dealing with. Um, So I hope he goes. Um, I've got him, you know, right there ready to sub in off my bench. So I hope he goes and hope he scores a hat trick, of course. (laughs) Yeah, J.D. uh, had him as well. Uh, He's he's also uh, doing a switcheroo with Jinko. I ended up tossing him. I was just for some reason just got a little too nervous about it. Although before lineup lock, we were kind of talking that even without the the Wednesday game, like Javinko home against Minnesota, like you would jump at that, like no problem right. in a single game week. I right, got, but I could see where you were, where you would shy away from that too. It's just so he's so expensive. He's the most expensive player in the game. So definitely and, eats up a lot of your salary if he doesn't go. Right. And so I basically tried to distribute it a little bit. I also went with Josie, who I guess I was going to probably play Josie anyway, but it lined up so perfectly, drew that penalty last night. Then, of course, terrible attempt. Stefan saves it. Uh, Josie with a terrible. That killed me on FMLS, killed me on DraftKings. Um, That goal would have just been so much better, especially with. Yeah, he's my captain. Josie is? (laughs) Yes. It stung. It stung. Yeah, so so if you think Javinko's back, uh, we've got a three-game slate on this um, Saturday early DraftKings one. Three o'clock is uh, Toronto home against Minnesota. Four o'clock is Colorado home against San Jose. So that random West Coast game that or Western Conference game on the early slate. And then five o'clock is Montreal home against Columbus. Um, I always think it's weird when the Wednesday teams end up playing kind of relatively early on Saturday, but... Either way, Javinko starts. You're playing him, I assume. Yes, his <laughs> price is uh, as high as we've seen it. I think this season on DraftKings. Yeah, thir- uh, he's a hundred bucks. Well, he was thirteen two yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah, right. So he's up there, but 13-1. still three games. Um, if he starts, then yeah, he's in my lineup. I mean, I don't know how you can shy away from that against Minnesota. That's yeah. granted, Minnesota has been better. Uh, defensively recently I think they've pitched back-to-back clean sheets Mm -hmm. Uh, I think both those games have been at home and you know Kansas City was on the tail end of a uh, back to or a DGW their second game of the week so I don't know I'm not reading too much into that I mean yeah the defensive effort's been better but I still think Toronto could probably pick them apart if they want to and Javinko's right there yeah for sure uh, for the, you know, if you want to get more than just Javinko exposure to Toronto, is Victor Vasquez your next stop at 7,000? He obviously played, he started last night, Wednesday night, picked up two assists, went the full 90. Um, the other guy I was looking at is Raheem Edwards at 5,100. He had two assists off the bench last night, which he's was my first switcheroo. I was saying to you guys, it's easy now that I don't have to do anything, although... I'm sure whoever the clown is I have in my switcheroo is going to end up playing on Sunday. But um, who do you go to next uh, for for Toronto if you want a little more exposure than just Javinko? Yeah, I think it's Vasquez. I think he's the safer play. I mean, he's on set pieces for him. Leads the league in assists now after those two assists last night. Um, So he's not getting like a high volume of crosses, but he's getting himself in the right spot to contribute to goals he's not really scoring many goals but obviously if you're getting the assists you're that's uh part of the upside of why you're playing him in the first place so um he's probably second for me and then yeah i'm gonna look to see what the starting lineup looks like because i think josie's gone 90 minutes or close to 90 uh he hasn't gone 90 but he's gone 80 plus the past three games and that's all in a span of like seven days yeah uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes off the bench in this one. 
I hope he doesn't as my captain. But <laughs> um, yeah, so if Ricketts or uh, Raheem Edwards is in, then I might be looking at them. Yep. Okay. And it's tough to pay up for any defenders on a slate where you're paying 13-1 for Javinko. But um, I guess really the question is, do you think Justin Morrow gets another start? Because he obviously went the full 90 in both of their last two games. Yeah, that's he seems like the guy that's next in line to be rotated, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't count on him starting. And, you know, another thing is just that he's been lining up as a center back, or they've been running kind of that three center back setup, so he's been like a left center back and just really hasn't been able to pick up the same kind of points that you would expect from uh, somebody that you're paying 5,700 points for. Or yeah. $5,700 for yep. so I don't know if he, if I'm going to look at him um, even if he is in the starting lineup because I imagine it'll probably still be in that same spot so um, probably shying away from the Toronto back line but um, I don't know it, it does seem a little juicy going against Minnesota at home and if you're questioning I guess is it more questioning Toronto's defense for fantasy purposes or do you does a guy like Kevin Molino or Christian Ramirez kind of pique your interest at all playing Toronto, who was, you know, obviously their second game in four days? Yeah, not really. I mean, Molino's right there at the same price point as Vasquez. Um, I'm probably sticking with the home home team there and playing Vasquez over Molino. I just think they're going to have more opportunities. And then uh, far as Ramirez goes and he's he's probably just a little bit too pricey if you're playing Javinko so um, probably going to be staying away from both those guys understandable I mean we've <clears throat> I know JD said he usually stays away from teams at Toronto so makes some right. sense uh, the next game is Colorado home against San Jose uh, I feel like there are not many games that scream zero zero. This kind of does to me, although the earthquakes have been a little better. Um, but I'm not sure it's enough to convince me that this game is going to have enough in it to produce any fantasy points. Do you read it differently? No, I'm kind of uh, looking at it as maybe a one nil game. Either way, I don't really feel too strong that Colorado is going to get the job done. Although I do have Tim Howard and Jared Watts. Uh, holding it down in the back for my fantasy MLS team. Mm. So uh, I've got a little bit of uh, skin in the game, I guess, if you will, on that one. And I actually like uh, Gashi a lot in this one. He's starting to uh, kind of turn the corner. I mean, he started the season injured, but and then a couple of outings that he's had have been lackluster. But uh, And their 1-0 loss uh, this past weekend, he had 11 points, five shots, four crosses, picked up a few uh, tackles, one and whatnot. So if he adds a goal or an assist to that, then pretty solid outing there mm-hmm. uh, for 7,500. So um, he's a guy that I've got my eye on from this game. Other than him, I really don't know where to go. Maybe Hika, mm-hmm. just because of his price point. He's 6,000. That's where I was going to uh, Yeah, he's who I was going to bring up. Average 20 points the past two games. And that price is just, I mean, for a guy that's on set pieces and, and as active as he is in the attack, then I like him. Um, I just, kind of similar to Toronto, you know, I don't really love playing guys at Colorado. Yeah. But he's one that I might uh, might make an exception for in that one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like it's... Uh... July 4th or anything so <laughs> that's true ah <laughs> uh, man <laughs> um <clears throat> so yeah I no, I'm not gonna say it's like a stay away game for me but actually David Bingham's the only one that I thought about 4500 seems pretty good for I mean the only other guys if you're not set on any of the home keepers then you've got Shuttleworth at 3600 who's gonna be trying to stop Javinko and then Zach Steffen who is in this next game that we we can talk about he's at 4200 so actually let's go to that game um Columbus at Montreal Columbus obviously playing their second game in four days do you do you think Montreal has enough to kind of keep them at bay I mean they 
they did lose to Toronto, but they, they look decent in attack. I guess their goal was on a penalty, though. Yeah, it was kind of a smash and grab there at the end. I felt like Columbus was the better team, but um, just how it goes sometimes, especially in MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think Montreal um, have the edge in this one. Uh, they got a pretty good win in their last game. I think it was, yeah, it was at D.C. Um, 1-0 win. Granted, D.C. is not the strongest team in the league, but still that's a pretty uh, impressive result, especially after D.C. took care of business against Atlanta. Um, and then for them to, you know, for Montreal to turn around and and uh, keep D.C.'s attack at bay mm-hmm. and get a goal, come out of there with a 1-0 win. I, I was pretty impressed. Um, we mentioned him on the last podcast, but Baloo tabla came out with a goal so he's got 14 and 16 points in the last two games Mm -hmm. he's kind of starting in that number 10 kind of that uh up underneath the forward role and looked really good so 5100 i'm probably going back to the well on that one um another guy from montreal that i was hoping would have still been a defender he was he was a minimum price defender on the last slate and it looks like DraftKings caught on because he's playing higher up the field as Daniel Lovitz. He's a 3,600 midfielder. I believe he took all the corners for Montreal last game. Yep, I think you're right. And ended up with a respectable nine points. Um, so that would have been gold if he was still available as a defender, but um, somebody at DraftKings is paying attention. <laughs> Moved him into midfield, um, but still at 3,600 if he's back in the lineup and taking corners. Um probably going to be in some lineups okay um do you have any opinion of uh blirum is it that's the new guy from bologna that they got I mean, yeah zameli something Zemele, like that yeah we don't have jd here to, to yeah. give us the pronunciation <laughs> um we don't but yeah he uh i guess he was supposed to come over in july and because Bologna um, avoided relegation. Is it Bologna? It was, right? Genoa? I get the two mixed up. Bologna. So they avoided relegation, so they allowed him to come early. Um, Do you... It sounds like he may actually get the start, which is kind of crazy that he could like finish a Serie A season and go jump right in. But um, yeah, any thought on him? Not just yet. I uh, don't know a ton about him. I've done a little bit of research, uh, watched some YouTube video on him, and I mean, yeah, it seems like he's going to be a pretty nice player to just slot in the middle of the season like that. So looking back through some of his game logs, too, he's looks like he's usually hitting close to double digits. Um, doesn't look like he's a big crosser of the ball, but yeah. he's taking a lot of shots, drawing fouls, that kind of thing. Um I don't know if I'm going to take a shot on him this week, though. I just in general, anybody, any new player that comes to MLS, I, I like to take a little bit of a wait and see approach. I guess you could say, um, see how they'll fit in with their team, see how they adjust to the league. Um, but I mean, I could see at 6100, I could see where somebody would want to throw him in if he starts. Yeah, it. Um, I feel like he's going to end up with a lot of Piatti like. Uh, box scores that you know the few shots he'll draw a few fouls and if he doesn't score you'll get your six points which usually isn't right. enough for seven thousand or whatever he is now yeah that's how that's kind of what he the player that he seems like he look he looks to be just from kind of scoping out his box scores and watching him play um that seems like the type of player he's going to be for DraftKings purposes right so piotti without the upside and 50 percent of the floor which i'm yeah. not sure how how enticing <laughs> that's going to become for anybody right let's have fun with that one um so do you like any of the crew guys you jumping back on Iguain? ah oh, he's been so good yeah um 12 crosses last night 28 points uh 20 points in three straight yeah Hard it's a goal in three straight so he'll have to score to get there but right but he might <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, rotated. I'd say out of anybody on the crew, then he's probably 
uh, the most likely to, to see a little bit of rotation. Uh-huh. So um, probably not building lineups around them just because of that. Um, but, yeah, if I play anybody from the crew, it's it's probably going to be him. Um, How do they Waylon, replace him in the lineup? Like who, ta- who slots in there? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, see who they've got. They had like Saeed there last year, right? Yeah, they had Saeed there. Um, could they move Finley most, in? They could, but... That seems a little uh, rash. Yeah, I mean, Miriam could probably play in that role. Yep. Um, yeah, they really don't. I guess maybe um, Nico Hansen mm-hmm. could possibly slot in there. So... We might see that. I just—he's been too good to ignore. But again, I, I feel like just with his age and everything, with the crew's schedule, um, he's probably stands a good chance at being rotated. So I don't want to lean too heavy on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're building a cash lineup, then he's been definitely been legit this season. For someone who captained him in FMLS, I really hope he's not rotated. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That was a good call. Yeah. Well, so far so far right well, well you got that. i mean i'd say even if he's comes off the bench for 30 minutes and you're you're in really good shape that's true a lot that's better true. shape than somebody that captain josie yeah. and he missed a pk sitting on two points yeah i don't know why anybody would do that so <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks man i was close it's funny you say that because I, I i was basically going back and forth between Iguain, uh miram and josie and i was like oh if i'm gonna do a crew guy i'll do uh I'll do Iguain, and then, yeah, it, it was probably dumb luck. If you had given me five more minutes, I would have captained Josie, but I ran out of time. Yeah. Um, all right, that's early slate. Let's jump in. I've JD is probably still celebrating, trying to get the paint off of his face from the celebration last night. Um, we've got four games in the evening slate, which is actually kind of small for what we've seen recently. Uh, it's a heavier Sunday slate. Uh, contest sizes are starting to get a little bigger, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, four games, two, uh, we're going to see th- uh, s- three games worth of lineups, um, before lock, which is kind of nice. So it's seven o'clock Eastern. We've got DC hosting Philadelphia and Orlando hosting Kansas city. And then at seven thirty, we have new England hosting RSL and then nine o'clock Chicago hosting Seattle. So, uh, the I want to start with the Orlando Kansas City game. Actually, um, Dom Dwyer is suspended for picking up his fifth yellow card, and I feel like we haven't seen a whole lot out of the Kansas City attack otherwise. So, what are your thoughts on the Orlando defense? Yeah, I've been uh, Scott Sutter has been a guy I've really liked at home, uh, based on just his involvement in the attack down the wing. Mm-hmm. Um, just in general though, then yeah, I mean, talking about Dwyer missing out, that's huge for sporting Kansas city. I mean, they just got shut out by Minnesota at Minnesota with Dwyer. Yeah. So I like it. Um, I've got Sutter in my fantasy MLS team. Uh, I was contemplating Spectre too. So yeah, I feel like they, they're in a good spot to, to keep Kansas city off the board. They've been pretty stout at home this season. Yeah. Yeah. They, JD starting to or had been for a while pushing the fact that or- the Orlando defense is better than, than we had been giving them credit for. Speaking of JD, one guy uh, that we may see is Sunni Saad. I mean, does it seem like he could fit in in Dwyer's spot? Yeah, I think so. How does that uh, relate to, <laughs> to well, JD? JD was, the, JD was the first one on the podcast to, to talk about uh, Sunni Saad okay. weeks I ago. Gotcha. I, I didn't know if I missed something Sorry. if they're like, Long lost cousins or something. No, like no. That, but... oh, I mean, they might be, but <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, uh, he was just plugging them on the podcast about a, a month ago. But um, right, no, he probably does start with Dwyer out. Yeah, I guess the uh, he was taking set pieces when he had that random start earlier in the season that I'm giving JD credit for calling. But I'm guessing <laughs> with Failhaber there, he's not going to take those. But um, as much as I like the Orlando defense or at least i'm convincing myself of that forty seven hundred dollars starting forward is pretty pretty decent if Saad does get the start yeah hmm. for sure i mean he 
when he started against Minnesota, even though that was on the road, he was in some of my lineups. Um, just he's even without the set pieces, he's pretty active, um, crossing, shooting, picking up uh, just picking up points here and there across the board. So he came away with seven points in 60 minutes. Um, I'd say that's a pretty decent return for 4,700 bucks. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially when you're you know if you're trying to squeeze in a uh, high end forward then general in general you want to try to squeeze in a, a really cheap second forward so right. he right. could be that guy uh speaking of expensive forwards kyle laren is the most expensive one uh the kansas city defense was pretty good they're definitely better at home what do you think about kyle laren at 8700 yeah i like it i mean i think kansas city will probably bring in some of their reinforcements uh, that they didn't, I think they had a pretty makeshift back line against Minnesota. Um, so Christian Ramirez had a really big game. You would like to think Kyle Laren will do the same, but I think Kansas City is going to have Ike Opara back in the in the center defense. Yep. And um, I don't know. I mean, I like Laren. Not haven't decided yet if I'm going to be playing him on this slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually like. I guess we'll get to this game in a little bit, but I like uh, Aguidelo a little bit more. Okay. Um, and for a little bit less, too, about $1,000 less. Yeah, so. yep. Um, Kaká? I like him. He's what's his price at now. 8800 Not cheap. Okay. Somehow it went up after he had two points off the bench. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a difficult one for me. I mean, Ladero's always in the mix, and he's ten thousand. So yeah. if you're playing that, then probably not going to be paying eighty eight hundred for Kaká. Um, even on Orlando, I feel like there's some better options in the attack. Really, starting like MPG. Um, he's been. A, I don't know if he'll start, but um, if who he was, does, then who was the one that you said? Uh, Carlos Rivas. Oh, Rivas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry. He cut out a little yeah. bit. Okay. Yeah, MPG's, I guess he started last game, so he, there's a possibility. But, yeah, he's he'd probably even take over some of the set pieces from Kaká. Mm-hmm. Um, so at 6500 then save that three th- or 2000 bucks. I'd probably look, to, look at Rivas or MPG. Will Johnson, your boy? <laughs> no, probably not Will Johnson. <laughs> All right. Had to ask. Um, let's talk about DC Philadelphia. Uh, Philly finally got a win last week. Um, and yet I still feel like we don't know who's good on this team. Um, Albert, um, has looked good at times, but you know, his floor is so low. Uh, Sapong has been great, but if he doesn't score, you're getting close to nothing. Um, of course he had a hat trick and his last game, so maybe yeah, he will. Yeah, he blew it out last game. Yeah. He was carried pretty much any team that won the, the GPPs in MLS last weekend. And yep. I think he was in the lineup, um, which, you know, I felt like it was a good play going into the week, even though it was against the Red Bulls, just with Philly kind of in desperation mode, and Sapong's one of their only go-to scorers that they have. So, um can't say I didn't see it coming. A hat trick surprised me a little bit, but um, yeah, he's a good play again. I think uh, DC, you know, they've got a little bit of a, a decent back line. I think they've allowed one goal in their past in each of their past two games, but um, I don't know. I'd say from Philly though, the the main guy I'd like is Fabinho. Really? For 5, 000, yeah, for five thousand. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's feels like he's been hitting close to double digits all season long. So it's just like you said earlier, it's hard to trust anybody with on Philly. Uh, Madunian, <laughs> Madun, uh, Alberge, all those guys are guys that could either give you five points or maybe show up with, and hit double digits. But right. nothing's nothing's a given. It feels like Fabinho might be a little bit more consistent. I'm glad we don't have to consider Bedoya anymore. That was a nice trap. I almost actually gave him a shout uh, on the last <laughs> on the last podcast because uh, his production's been okay. 
I mean, even last week he had six points. So for his price tag, yeah, I guess he's still wow, thirty five hundred. Yeah, for his price tag, then I think you have to kind of look his way. But I'm, I still haven't put him in any of my lineups this season. Yeah, I bet that continues. Right. Uh, so on the DC side, Patrick Mullins came back last week, played forty five minutes off the bench. Uh, he is 300 bucks more than Sapong and he's at home. If he gets the start off four shots off the bench in 45 minutes, do you consider him? Yeah, I think you have to. I think DC needs somebody to come step in and um, take over that goal scoring role, kind of like Sapong did this past weekend for Philly. And he's the type of guy that could do it. So yeah, eight points in uh, the second half. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Up until that point though, he is really just, the first few games I think he was on my radar the first few games this season and had like one two three points something like that each game pretty yucky if he doesn't do anything but feels like maybe with DC just desperate for goals that they might start um, turning him loose a little bit more I guess you could say right right anybody else from DC I guess Luciano Costa always gets some consideration yeah, I think Acosta has got to be considered. Uh, Lloyd Sam on set pieces, um, seventy one hundred. He's worth a look. Um, I actually had Nagel last game oh. on the last slate for forty five hundred. He gave me eight points, and uh, feels like he's another guy that could really kind of step up and start shouldering some of that scoring load for DC. Um, you know, I know he's not a super whatever super attractive play (laughs) but at 4500 i think his price is is right and ups if you're kind of looking at that last that last uh last spot to try to figure out how you're gonna work in some of the big guns right right um let's move on to the next game we've got new england home against rsl uh, so the question is, are you going to take Lee Wynn out of Jordan Cooper's uh, wood chipper? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's a good matchup for him. I wanted to play him in Fantasy MLS. Yeah, you were. Um, you were talking about it. Right, but his price is really high there. His price is actually pretty steep for this slate. Um, but, I mean, his production's been there this season. He had six shots last game, four crosses, ended on 11 points. Um, so again, kind of like with Gashi earlier, he's hitting double digits without a goal or an assist. So if he is able to get on the score sheet too, then you've got, you know, a really solid play there. So yeah, I think when, especially when you're looking at, you know, if you're trying to pick between the two, I'd, I'd actually like win over Rusnak. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at this, the set piece takers from this game, Rusnak 600 bucks more at 8,500. And, uh, I mean, he's definitely in consideration. He had 12 crosses last game, 14 points. Against Dallas. Against Dallas, right? So um, nothing to just pass over there, but that's a pretty steep price. Um, Yeah, on the road. On the road, yeah. And then, again, if you're going to try to get Ladero in there, it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned I, you liked Agadello before. Yeah, I'm not really sure what Kamara's status is, but I imagine he's probably going to still be on paterni- paternity leave, if you will, uh, waiting the birth of his child. So um, I think he's been back in training, but it's probably because they're back at home. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure how that's going to play out. Maybe maybe if they're at home, then Kamara's back since he's not uh, – since he won't be having to travel out of state or anything like that. But you um, you wouldn't really play Kamara at 7,000 over the, like, Sapong at 66, would you? Or Mullins yeah. at 69? You would? Yeah, yeah. if he starts, then I would. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, I don't know, he's, let's see, 7,000. You got Agudelo seventy five hundred. I think I probably mentioned it a couple podcasts ago that I see them pretty much as equals mm-hmm. as far as uh, 
not really giving one or the other, uh, you know, yeah. not favoring more one more than the other. So if you're saving 500 bucks with Kamara and he's in the starting lineup, that's probably what I would end up on. Oh. What about Nikolic <laughs> at 72? He's in the next yeah. game that we can talk about, but. Yeah, I like Nikolic more than Kamara. I'll okay. give you that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we can continue then. Uh, any of the defenders from this game? I mean, the Revs defenders haven't really produced much. Basically, Tyranny hasn't been that great this year. He hasn't even been starting lately. So I imagine you're not going to go Andrew Farrell. No, Farrell hasn't really done much yeah. to catch my attention. Um yeah, I mean, other than Tyranny, I really don't look at any other Revs defenders. So if he's happens to work his way back into the starting lineup, then, yeah, he's back into consideration. But for now, it's just the Revs defense in general is dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last game on the slate is Chicago home against Seattle. You mentioned Ladero before. He's the most expensive player at 10000 which seems downright cheap when – the last slate we were considering 13-1 for Javinko. Uh So I assume you're going to be comfortably playing Ladero at 10 flat. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, I feel like he's going to at least get you 15 points. The cross um, numbers are just nuts. Yeah, he, he might at least get you 15 crosses. Yeah. So <laughs> he's <laughs> he's been that good. Um, box scores are just, you know, 16, 32, 20. He's Javinko from last yeah, year he's, or yeah, two he's, years ago. Right. He's Javinko 2.0, whatever you want to call it, but mm -hmm. uh, definitely worth a look on pretty much any, any slate that he's in. Yeah. Uh, do you consider anybody else, though, from Seattle? Like, I guess uh, Jovan Jones I kind of like. Revenge game? He was there, wasn't it? It is a revenge game. Yeah. yeah, I think it is a revenge game. Uh, yeah, he's been pretty pretty awesome lately. So, yeah, I would consider him. Um, I feel like that's it. That's kind of the weird thing about – I mean, I guess we did the same thing with Javinko with that, you know, you could play him and you didn't really need exposure anywhere else because, you know, Dempsey and Morris are just so hit or miss. And then after that, I feel like you're just – you can't expect a whole lot out of, uh, you know, rolled on or – um, you can you can expect a lot out of him. <laughs> he's been he's I mean, been really sneakily good this season. Is that still going though? Is it oh twelve points last week? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's to the point to where it's like you, I don't want to consider him, but I have to almost. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Like, yeah. He's hitting almost double digits. I mean, yeah, he had that one one point game, but other than that every single game this season has been pretty solid. So I don't know. It's, it's when you see that one though, then you know that that's kind of the damage that he can do to a lineup if he doesn't have a good game, but at 4,800, I, I like what he's been able to do. Hmm. Uh, when was the last time you saw a player score zero points because he registered no stats, but still played 90 minutes? Wait, let me think that one through. So, like, you're looking at a box score. Usually, like, when you see zero points, it's because, like, right. the guy took a shot, but then he also, like, committed a, a foul or two and or something right. like that. When do you think the uh, – and do you know who did it last week? I guess I'm guessing it's a sounder. It is. Was it uh, – was it uh, Alonzo? It was not. Alonzo commits too many fouls to get to zero. Yeah, it's true. It was Will Bruin. Ah, uh, how did I miss that? I had him in my lineup. That <laughs> <laughs> still turned out all right, but yeah, that was pathetic. It's um, like I almost thought maybe the stats were missing, and I was like, oh, he must not have played. Nope, ninety minutes, no yeah. shots, no crosses, no fouls drawn, didn't commit a yeah, foul at least. Uh, yeah, it was ugly. I wasn't watching the game. I was on the road, and I was kind of thinking the same thing as you when I had a chance to look at the the game log, just mm -hmm. looking at it like, did Bruin come out early or what's going on here? Like, he's not even getting a shot off. And then I saw that he was still in the game. Seattle had used all their subs, so I was, okay, he's 
definitely going to get at least like a shot on goal or something for something. me. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> Literally <laughs> zero. Oh, man. It's. I mean, yeah, it's... it's not like DraftKings uses like a ton of stats, but it's like enough where he should have been able to get one of something. Even commit a foul right. and go yeah. minus, you know, go negative. Yeah, just mentioning that, that he didn't even, he was he didn't have any activities right yeah the entire game <laughs> right wow i wonder Literally if he starts again in 90 minutes Oof. yeah I... <laughs> so you're not considering him for this game no okay. i'm not i think uh i think you mentioned nicklich earlier i like him a lot mm-hmm. for the price um he's he's had a going back-to-back games four of his last five David Akam has two in his last two. Oh, yeah, excuse me, two in his last three. He's come alive uh, recently. He's not playing uh, 90 minutes, but still, yeah. I mean, uh, it's kind of 8,500, though. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to dole out. And I, there's no reason to spend 1,300 bucks more than Nikolic. Yeah, Nikolic has been, yeah, he's been the guy, their go to for goals this season, and I think that'll continue. Yeah. Uh, do you look at any of the any of the mids? Janino, is, I feel like, is kind of in that Roldan slot, except he's got a few set pieces. Roldan's kind of drawing the fouls and winning the... Well, actually, Janino gets a good number of tackles anyway, so... Mm-hmm. Janino at 4,000? Yeah, I like it. It's uh, another another one of those plays, um, like we were talking about with Nagel, and it's he's even... Janino's even cheaper, and he's got more upside with the set pieces, mm-hmm. so... Um, I really like that. If you're trying to squeeze a lineup with some heavy hitters, and um, I, you know, I, I latched on to Janino earlier in the season. It didn't pan out. I kind of jumped off the bandwagon, but I think I'm back on, uh, especially with this price tag. Yeah, I like it. I like that. Um, all right, that's that slate. We have three games on Sunday, but no DraftKings. Um, prices are up for that slate which is a bummer because it's like it's an awesome slate um, we've got <clears throat> 4 o'clock Eastern Portland home against Atlanta 6 o'clock is the Red Bulls hosting the Galaxy and then 8 o'clock is New York City FC at Dallas um, of the like who do you consider the best forward on this slate it's basically Adi Via Arudi BWP uh, I'll I'll nicely put Dos Santos in there. Um, I don't. Did Joseph Martinez come back? I don't think he's back. No, I don't think yeah. he's back yet. So so yeah, uh, rudy has been so good lately. I think it's probably at home against NYCFC. It's him for me. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and Fernando Adi's probably right there. Yeah, was, Adi was going to be my my pick. Right, and then David Villa. Okay. So. Um, Arudi's just, he's been on fire. Yeah. Uh, 28 points last game, 26 the game before that. And NYCFC, I think he could probably do something similar against. So, um, he was pretty high on, I think on both mine and JD's rankings this round and, and Adams. So. Adi? No, uh, Arudi. Oh, Arudi. Yeah. Yep. And they're kind of thrown off with the double game week too. But yeah, you yep. guys had them four, four, and five, which is yeah, definitely pretty good. So you actually think Via is a better play than than BWP? Uh, slightly, hmm. slightly better. Okay. Just based on his his reputation, sure. He just yeah, he's and looking back, he's got what four a goal in four straight games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. five shots or more in each of those so it's the shots that get me with him like you know you're, he's gonna take the shots whereas bwp i feel like can have his random like one shot games where right that just kills you but the galaxy traveling cross country for a game like i'm not not so worried about that defensively yeah so it's a the, pretty good matchup for yeah him. for sure uh so in the midfield you obviously have uh Kledgton, uh almarone who could probably be a forward on DraftKings at least. Um, are we seeing Valeri? Yeah, I think I've seen that he's supposed to be back 
in okay. action. I don't know what to what extent though if he's yeah. going to be starting or oh, yeah. logging 30 minutes off the bench or whatever. But we do have um, we do have pricing up on DraftKings, just no contests yet. Oh, weird. I uh... Sunday. Let's see. Yeah. And so. You know, just looking at that midfielder pool, we've got Alessandrini up there, of course, most expensive, eleven thousand. Um, he came, finally kind of rounded the corner and came back, came out with a, another one of his big games: nine crosses, two assists, twenty-two points last game. Um, and his price dropped down five hundred, which I guess it's because he's on the road. But um, at New York Red Bulls, I don't know if I'm paying that much for him. Yeah. Um, I'm not, <laughs> uh, and I'm, yeah. So I feel like if you're not going to pay, well, I guess it's more price dependent, but I feel like if you're off of Alessandrini, that probably moves you off of most of the guys from the galaxy, if not all of them. Right. Um, unless you think there's somebody else that's worth considering. No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'd like to say Dos Santos, he did score a goal this past weekend. Yeah. But again, at New York Red Bulls, I'm probably staying away from from Galaxy players here. Yeah. And, I mean, this slate even has, like, a lot of expensive defenders. Um, we obviously have Acosta from Dallas. I read Greg Garza is going to be out, but I'm not sure how heavy you were going to go on Greg Garza at Portland. Um, but Portland's got, you know, Alvis Powell, uh, Kamar Lawrence for the Red Bulls. Like, who do you think is going to be the – the defender to have in this slate. Yeah, I think uh, if you've got the money, then Kellen Acosta, I think he's got the better matchup of anybody. Um, let's see. If not, I mean, Grana's still been serviceable. He's about a thousand bucks less than a. Mar Lawrence is worth a look. Um, eight points in his last game, 19 before that, of course, with a goal, and 10 before that. So he's flirting with double digits, if you will, for the last three games. So 4900 is a pretty nice price, um, especially if you're going to try to pay up for Acosta. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you prefer Blanco or Kledgedon? Uh Probably Kledgedon, but it just... He's been pretty bad lately. <laughs> I mean, he was I'd such probably, a bust last weekend. Ugh. Yeah, I'd probably go all the way down to Morales um, before I go with any of those two. Wow. Yeah, he's been really good, especially with Piotti or with uh, not Piotti Pirlo out of the lineup. Yeah, he's taken over the set pieces, and um, he's definitely been, you know, rack, racking up the points to where you've got to at least consider him especially at 7100 yeah yep jack harrison flyer probably not at dallas (laughs) um you you definitely rose my eyes to him last week but probably not going to take a flyer on him Hmm. um him or uh i think some people might go towards rodney wallace after his big game Uh too but i don't know if i can go there at dallas no no chance i was saying to a buddy of mine that i Never thought that Rodney Wallace could be this good for New York City FC. Like, yeah, I was excited about him getting mixed in with that group. Just, I liked him a lot when he was in Portland. Yep. And, uh, you know, it didn't really seem like he lived up to his potential there, but it seems like he's getting a lot more opportunities now. So it's good to see. What um, What direction do you go for goalkeeper? Like, I feel like it's probably, oh, hmm. Yeah, probably I was gonna say Ro- Gleason. Oh, that's funny. I was going to say Roe, because I feel like I'm not sure the Red Bulls have been playing well enough to, like, blast the Galaxy. Yeah, I'm just not, well, It's that's a tough call. Yeah, Roe's a pretty nice price. You're saving about two grand compared yeah. to the high-end options, so. I don't know. I've mentioned it before. I just if I have the money to, then I'm going to pay up yeah. uh, for the home goalkeeper. And I think I think uh, Gleason. I guess if he starts again, I think Atanella started again last game. But if Gleason's back in, or uh, 
or Robles, then mm-hmm. I think those two are probably the best matchups. Um, though Gonzalez might have a few more save opportunities with Via. Mm, that's a good call. So I don't know. I'm all over the place with the goalkeeper. I always am up until kind of lock hits. Yeah. So um, it usually just one of those positions I don't I don't really put a whole lot into until I see lineups come out. I see how teams look. If uh, if a team's resting a bunch of key attackers, then I might favor one goalkeeper more than another. That kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like the squad rotations significantly greater in MLS than like a lot of the Euro leagues. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know what the reason is, but yeah, I feel like goalkeepers can like drastically change in value because the, you know, it's not like one guy's getting rotated. It's like three or four and you're like, all right, well, if you know, if you're playing Kansas city and there's no Dwyer or fail then you have a little more comfort in the, whoever the opposing keeper is. Right. But you tend not to see that in like premier league or, Certainly not in Champions League, but oh well. All right, well, that's the slate. JD never came on again. (laughs) Maybe next week. Maybe next week. We'll see. Get him when the pens aren't playing. That's right. Well, they're, yeah, as long as, I guess maybe we have to like start rooting against them just so that you can start doing the podcast a little more. There you go. (laughs) Sorry, JD. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you for uh, all of that and good luck this weekend, sir. Thanks. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.